Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber Kicks Squires. Yes, good morning. Uh, welcome to the show. I hope you're moving the clock forward situation. Didn't hurt you at all this morning. Berkey, how are you? We're okay. We're okay. We got here on time, so that's, that's perfect. It's well, good well done you. Timmy Horan didn't. Uh, <laughs> obviously, there's some problems there. Our Queensland didn't put the clock forward at all, uh, so he's been here. He'll be here in an hour, I suppose. He's in the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast, probably. It could be. Uh, yeah, that's where he'll be. So what we've done is get a man who's uh, another uh, card-carrying Wallaby legend. Here's Adam Fryer joins us. Good morning to you. Uh, morning, Tony. Morning, Berkey. I have sat on the bench for most of my career so mm-hmm. this isn't unusual for me but uh, <laughs> the late call up a big helmet to fill yeah. <laughs> indeed it is hey listen part of my adam i don't know if you are sure but the, what i do here is basically try to learn more about uh, my co-hosts uh, just to learn how they live their lives and how i can improve my own the handyman stakes i'm very interested in how you uh, you shape up i know you're an interesting cove are you good about the house with fixing things in a manly sort of way Oh, look, absolutely. I, I do enjoy gardening. That <laughs> mm-hmm. is uh, my forte. Yes. Um, but but very handy. I actually do all the cleaning, all the ironing, uh, <laughs> and all the cooking. So I'm actually uh, well equipped to, to all sort of chores around the house. It's uh, it's not unusual. Are you wearing your apron as we speak? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> that is not... See, I've had a problem. Uh... Singing Say You the Cleaning Lady at the same time. Yeah, that's right. My problem is that, that I've... I guess the thing that most men like to take charge of is the barbecue. And they're expected to be able to take charge of the barbecue. Now, for I've moved into a new house, my wife and my family, and been there about 12 months, and we haven't had the barbecue going uh, because I haven't been able to connect it to the main gas outlet. So Tough, that one. Yeah. We've that, got, bay, that bayonet one, it's that bayonet, well, that, tough. No, see, I found the bayonet. No? I got the bayonet bit in okay. Right. But then I, I, when I went to connect the other bit to the barbecue itself, they were too pieces of equipment that looked exactly the same. Right. So there was no, you know... As in male to male. Male to male, thank female, you. Right. Exactly. It was like, it was it was a sword fight at urinal. <laughs> so, I... <laughs> so, I, I've... For some time now, my wife's been saying, we need the barbecue, because there's a few in Sydney, there's a few very warm days recently. I said, that's my job. Too early to befriend your neighbour as well to ask for the, to, to borrow their barbecue. I'm I'm too strong a man for that. Yeah, that's yeah, sure. Well, I'm not too weak a man actually to ask the questions. <laughs> so I, I've gone. No, I can do this. I'll, I'll do, don't just sit back, darling. I'll, I'll fix this for you. So I, I went and inspected the the bits of equipment, and uh, that took about a week. So she kept coming back saying, "What's wrong?" And I said, uh, and I think is what most men will say, "Ah, we need a shifting sparrow." Oh. Because I remember my father saying shifting spanner a lot. So I thought, no, we need a shifting spanner. So I thought that will buy me another few weeks because I don't have a shifting spanner. The the shifting spanner makes a good noise, doesn't it, when you bang it? it. it. (laughs) So sadly, my wife then went and bought a shifting spanner. So then I was confronted with actually having to (laughs) use use this thing. So the pieces of equipment are still there. So tomorrow, first thing, I've got to dial hire a hubby. (laughs) And get, a, get a real man out to fix this. And up. use the shifting spanner on the keys, on the, on the keyboard, <laughs> the just to phone. try and press it. <laughs> yes, this is the Ruck. It is your Sunday rugby show. We are drawing to the end of the the season, but we've got some great things in store. Uh, overnight, if you're unaware, the All Blacks continued their amazing winning run. Gee, they've been just mm. a, a class above everybody else in the world, haven't they? 32-16 to finish off an undefeated rugby championship effort over the Springboks. And very shortly, and Timmy Horan, that is where he is, he uh, will be calling 
the Wallabies against the Las Pumas of Argentina. That starts shortly, so uh, that's where he will be, and uh, that we'll get more information on that and so much more, including the number two in our top ten Wallaby moments of all time. It is the Ruck. This is the Ruck. Yes, indeed, it's all right. And this is the Ruck at your Sunday rugby show, all for Scorcher. Download it for free in the App Store today. Now would be about the perfect time if you haven't already downloaded. I know you have, Berkey. You've got Scorcher up and running great. as we speak. Uh, because we are only, what, 45 or some time away before the uh, the Wallabies kick off uh, against uh, Argentina. All the information, all the latest news will be there, so we'll certainly be following that along during the day. OK, let's go there. Uh, Rosario, beautiful downtown Rosario, Argentina, where this game will, will be played today. I've never been to Argentina. Uh, both of you men have in a playing capacity, but you've also wandered the streets, I imagine, had a bit of fun, ate, eaten some steak. Uh, is, that, is that what the, the go is? That's the one. Take mm. a, if, if you can, take a good knife with you and some good condiments because... Right. They the, don't the, have condiments. The, well, you, you just got to you know, mix and match a bit as well because they... And you are, would bring your own condiment to the uh, restaurant you know, kind of guy. You know what I mean. <laughs> you <carry laughs> because they around with you anyway, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> in general. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 cuts of, the cuts of beef over there are outstanding. I right. mean, and, and, and that's the trap I reckon you can get caught up into. And we, we see here... Um, you know, some of the stuff about the boys, you know, going out and visiting the local mm-hmm. sort of eateries, so to speak. And, mm. and that's when you can get caught up in all this festivity. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you just get bashed on the field when you, if you don't turn up right. ready, ready to go. Right, OK. So a game face on right now. Uh, at which time, of course, was it 10 years ago, uh, Adam Fryer, that you were in this very position as a debutante for the Wallabies? Oh, absolutely. It feels like yesterday. It makes me feel sick, actually, that I played uh, my debut 10 years ago. But... Uh, I had a baptism fire. I was uh, I was actually playing at the bottom of a ruck, mm-hmm. and some Argentinian put his finger so far down my eye socket, he probably would have lost his wedding ring. It was that far <laughs> in there? And, uh, and that, it, that, that obviously improved your line out throwing then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he had uh, he had crazy digger. He had crazy bo. And that's the only thing I remember from that game. It was uh, we did win though, and it was uh, ten years ago. I, I, it was such a challenge to get up for that game because Berkey said you, you, you're out, you're around. We went to Aguasu Falls and all these yeah. great places. You've got to remember you're there to play rugby. When you say the, the intensity, I mean, some, obviously somebody losing their uh, wedding ring inside you is quite intense. <laughs> uh, it, it, according to Topo Rodriguez, I read him his quote, if you go to a bullfighting ring with two wounded bulls, it is going to be a hell of a fight, talking about today's game. Have they at home, Argentina, always been a kind of muscle outfit? They're, they're, they're massive, yeah. aren't they, Hussie? I mean, no, you, you're, look, you're I up front. I don't know. Look, I, I think it's a bit of... It's a bit of hearsay. Like, you go in to prepare for a match. They said that about the uh, the All Blacks against the Springboks. It's so hard to win in South Africa, and they did it easy. I yeah. don't know. I, I'm not too concerned about what Topo's saying there. I think that's just all a bit of hype and a bit of media beat-up. Like, I know Robbie will be saying, let's get to the game, uh, and, and let's just block everything out. And he's all about that little inner sanctum, that team. I think it will play a factor, but I don't think it plays on your mind as much as what everyone talks about in the press. Is it momentum, though? I mean, you go into a stadium where you've got... 22 blokes uh, going to play the game. You've got another sort of six blokes sitting on the sideline uh, and your coaching staff. That's the only Australian flag or colours you're going to see. Everyone else is going to be in the Argentinians, uh, blue and white. So I think that's where the confidence or, or that's where the lack of confidence comes from. You know, if they get up some momentum, all of a sudden the crowd gets on board, they start the chant, and you think, man, I'm a long way uh, from Is home. it an intense atmosphere? In the, the... Yeah, massive. Yeah, massive. yeah look, I, I almost say who cares to that because... I, oh, I understand what, that. You can, if, but you can you control go, that, though. Well, not just that, but if we went over to Sydney or out at Homebush or, or somewhere like that where we'd have actually come off a really poor loss and we got off to a bad start, the crowd can almost be a distraction because they might be jeering or booing if we're not uh, passing the footy and running the ball. 
So I reckon this is the best time for the Wallabies to be on the road. I know they got touched up last week. It was like the under-15s playing the first. But it was... I don't think it's such a bad idea being on the road right now. We get a good win, and then we come back and we use that momentum. I, I really think this is a, a really important stage for Wallaby. And, yeah, the, the, and I think it's no place better than being on the road at the moment. The trouble, Adam, is that this week, literally, they are using under-15s, given the injuries. <laughs> the Wallabies. That's, that's a sad thing. All right, do you think they can, uh, Berkey, do you think the Wallabies can get through, and how important is this? I mean, the whole Robbie Dean thing we've been talking about all year, I mean, the certainly the injuries is going to be... He won't use it as an excuse, but that is uh, something of an excuse. If they lose today, what happens? <laughs> Irrespective of what the coach... And what happens today, and the coach, uh, he'll continue for a while, I think. Oh, he, he has to, because you've got a tour coming up. Uh, everything's too short in terms of, of planning Change. the next trip. Exactly yep. right. And obviously the big one for, for Wallabies is is now looking ahead to, uh, to the Lions next year. But there are some good players playing today. Um, you know, Mike Harris, Nick Cummins uh, at the back. Nick Cummins getting his um, uh, his debut there. Um, yeah, fantastic. He's done, he's done incredibly well over in Perth. He's energetic. And your first test match, you have to be. And, and, and hopefully that can rub off on a few of the other guys in terms of how he wants to get out there and actually run around, chase the ball, and, and have a bit of fun at the same time. So, I mean, there, there, there's good players there. Um, Sedaliki Tamani coming back as well with, with Nathan Sharp. I do like how they've... Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at the numbers. <clears throat> Pardon me. Yeah, uh, number one, Mike Harris. Number two, Nick Cummins. Number three, Ben Tapawai. Interesting front row there. Uh, you see, they've just got around the, the numbers around the way. James Slipper at fullback today. Great. Jeez, oh, mate, that's a classic Argentinian press release. Uh, but uh, look, referring back to the forward pack, I would have hated to play in this pack. Look at the back row you've got. You've got Tamani. You've also got Samo at number eight. Douglas uh, Sharp. I would look like an absolute midget. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean? What do you mean? Look like? <laughs> Berkey, come on. You know, I've got telephone books here at the, at the desk. Yeah, but, uh, just to get up to the microphone. No, no, but it is, it's, it's a big pack, and I'm worried about that. It is a, a big pack, which I would like the scavengers. I'd like to see Gill starting. I know Hooper's starting as well. And I thought that I thought Dave Dennis has had a pretty good year to see him mm. on the bench, and Higginbotham on the bench. So he's gone with his monster pack, which I think will be good at the breakdown. It'll be very combative, but I just don't like its mobility. I think they're going to have to be moving the ball around to beat these Argies, and uh, I'm not too sure he's picked the, the best forward pack. Plenty still to come on The Ruck, including counting down our top moments. We are at number two, and we will speak to a great Wallaby legend later in the show. This is The Ruck. As a Black Keys lonely boy, and this is The Ruck, a Sunday rugby show for Scorcher, the hottest sports app in the history of sports ha- apps. And when you look back through the history of sports apps, it's been a rich one, uh, Berkey, as mm. you know. So to be the hottest sports app in the history. Uh, you use it today. Do it right here, right now. Speaking of hot and a hot run, I can't quite believe this. I just handed a stat and heard this stat mm. about Richie McCaw, the all-black captain. Uh, as you know, or you may not know, that they uh, beat South Africa in Joburg overnight, 32-16, to complete an undefeated run. Now, that undefeated run goes towards what Richie McCaw has done. 100 test wins as an all-black. 100 test wins. Now, just can I just go through you two boys' stats for me? Uh, Berkey, I, I know you've got 81 tests. Yes. What's your kind of win-loss ratio? Uh, it would be you don't, not, don't around, around about the 46% mark, I think it was. 46? Mm. Well, are we marking that as a pass or a fail? I'd, I'd take that as a big pass. <laughs> yeah, I, I would too. I've never worn a Wallabies jersey, so it's a big pass. Okay, Berkey, four... that's, that's embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> hello. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> 
Well, let's let's take your and let me just check your stats. Yeah, go on. Um, rugby is too galvanised around all these numbers. Look, oh. let's just say I was so proud to wear that Wallaby jersey <laughs> twenty-five times, <laughs> and I sort of lost count of how many wins I had in it after about six. Twenty-five but, times. Yeah, I think it's around. It would probably be a dozen. Um, we did play Wales a lot in those. Uh, we did tests. play. Well, yeah, we we won against Wales a fair bit, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. But I oh, look, Richie McCaw, a hundred Test wins, and we've been sitting here off air just working out. Is that uh, you know New Zealand A and and mm. Maori and all this? That is for the All Blacks. A hundred wins. That is just going to be a record. I don't think that'll ever get broken. There is no way that'll ever get broken. I don't think he'll ever get broken as far as the number of Tests you'll play for your country. He'll absolutely smash that record. It and he is, is a living legend. Indeed he is. And it's, I guess it goes part of the, the way to why the All Blacks are where they are right now. I mean, they're, they're again at that point where they seem to be just two, three leaps ahead of the rest of the world, don't they? Well, they're 16 wins in a row. And if they go to Brisbane, this is, this is how rugby works. They'll go to Brisbane, play this Bledisloe. If they win that match, they'll get the all-time winning streak in rugby, international rugby. Yeah. And the only team that's going to knock them off is Australia. So there's there's motivation there. It's going to be a great test, this last one in Brisbane. There is something to play for. That's good. All right, we're talking about Richie McCaw. He did speak uh, after that game, that win over South Africa, and he was asked about uh, that 100th win. Yeah, oh, it's a hell of a stadium to play at. And, uh, you know, you love playing these test matches because they're brutal and uh, they... Uh, you got to be on your game, and uh, that's what it was like tonight. And I'm just proud of the way the guys, you know, for 40 minutes we were on the back foot, really. We couldn't get our hands on the ball, and we stuck at it. And, uh, you know, come away with the win, uh, I guess, uh, just hugely satisfying. Composure and patience were key to this win, not panicking when you went points behind early in the game. Yeah, and I think that's the value of guys that have been around for a while, and we've got a few amongst the team that, you know, you keep believing in what you're doing, and here we our own worst enemies at times because we didn't have the ball. We perhaps chased those 50-50s and gave away uh, penalties, which uh, let them get momentum. But second half, we're a lot better on that, that side of things, and uh, we sort of built the pressure ourselves. So your 75th time captaining the All Blacks, your 100th win in the jersey, I'm sure the scars are pretty well worth it. Yeah, this game certainly doesn't make you any prettier, I tell you. But, uh, oh, yeah, when you sit in the change room with the men that, uh, you know, you go out to battle with uh, and having a cold one, uh, it's pretty satisfying. And, uh, you know, one day you won't be able to do this. So I just love uh, every time we get out there. There's been a lot of cold ones drunk for Richie McCall. I tell you what, he's almost got 100 cliches in that interview. (laughs) Don't worry about the 100 wins. That was unbelievable. I want to hear that again. Yeah, we should ring a bell every time we get a cliche. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant work, Richie McCaw. There you go. A hundred wins for the All Blacks. Plenty to come on The Ruck, including our number two moment in those golden wallaby moments. This is The Ruck. Yes, run to paradise indeed. This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show where Tony Squires today, joined by Matt Burke, and Adam Fry, Tim Horan, will be calling the Wallabies game, which is happening very shortly from beautiful downtown Rosario, uh, well, are you, you going to go straight home to watch that, Burke? Is that your plan? Straight home to watch the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you, does your, the wife and the five, 15 children, the girls, do they all sit around with you when you watch the rugby? <laughs> and jeer. Oh, they, they, know when to, they, know, they know when to boo. They know, they know when to cheer. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you've you got to teach them early. Yeah, of course you do. Adam Fry, you'll be uh, in, in Melbourne. What will you be doing to watch the game? I'll be looking for a channel that's actually showing it. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I believe, it, I believe it's free-to-air uh, TV. I think it's live around the country, free-to-air, so that's a good thing. Yeah. I do have Fox, though, but uh, I'm, I'm pumped. I, I love this morning uh, rugby. Last week it was fantastic, and yeah. uh, I'm certainly looking forward to it. It's going to be a great match. Plenty of other sport around as we speak. And good morning to all of you uh, on the mountain at Bathurst, although, as we've heard all morning, Bathurst. 
thirst. Bathurst. Uh, maybe, for, maybe it's because they get very thirsty when they're right. up there. It is the 50th anniversary of that great race. It gets underway soon, 10.30 Eastern, if you're doing all your you know, sums. If you're up early enough, if you've followed the, the clock, the daylight saving. Will Davison. Now, he's won before, uh, but it was with Garth, Garth Tander. So he's now that he's set the pole. He's claimed pole position for his first pole. Uh, Jamie Wincup, who is leading the championship, is in second. Uh, Craig Lance. It was amazing. I was up there last year, and his finish when he chased Garth Tander, it's so amazing when they race for six and a half hours mm. and you lose by 0.3 of a second. Uh, that's how close it was. You'd sort, of, you sort of want to put it in the wall in the last lap, wouldn't you? Just to make it <laughs> you would. a bit of fun. Yeah, he didn't have such a great um, shootout, though. Top 10 shootout. He came in ninth, starting from ninth. So that gets underway shortly. Enjoy your day, everybody who is at Bath- Bathurst as we speak. In the A-League... There was such a lot of publicity about the marquee players, the international players who have arrived. Certainly, Alessandro Del Piero, who with Sydney FC, went to Wellington for his first trip, uh, and two nil Sydney FC went down. But again, mixed reports. A couple of uh, reporters have said that don't despair. He'll play brilliantly, and once he hooks the other team members hook into his style, it will be a good. Season. He had a couple of uh, incredible touches uh, early on. He nutmegged. Uh, one of the players from uh, Nutmeg, from to, please explain. Uh, through the legs. Okay. So when you, you know, they're standing there waiting, and then just a little one through the legs, and then you, you get stuck. Is that the official there. term, nutmeg? I've been nutmegged. I've been nutmegged. <laughs> really? Is that like if I go back through the history of the soccer, you know, the Wanderers, the Rovers? You'll find somebody's it. been Roy of the Rovers was nutmegged. Oi, <laughs> 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 Perky, t- explain to me if someone grubbers a ball like in rugby through their legs. Is there a, is there a, some sort of terminology for that as well? Yeah, nutmegged. That, that means you dropped. I think at the same time. <laughs> that's when the that's when the shepherd's hook comes out. Drop nuts. <laughs> 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 so the Western Sydney Wanderers, uh, they've got a couple of terrific international players as well. Their first official match uh, was last night. They drew nil all, so they haven't lost. They were with the Central Coast, who, of course, were terrific last year. Mm. So that is a fairly good result. If See, what I love about soccer, I love the draw, I love the fact there's no extra time, and I love the fact that it can be nil all. The idea that both sets of fans go home disappointed. Mm. Today is the last... It's, it's nearly as good as saying, if you lose by seven, we'll give you a point as well in, yeah, in, in rugby. That's right, exactly. Your bonus point. Bonus yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, and the Brisbane kick-off, the last year's champions there, title fence in Perth against the glory, and Newcastle will host Adelaide. And, of course, in the Formula One, at beautiful Suzuka, Red Bull with Mark Webber and Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian Vettel has pole. Weber is also on the front line for that uh, F1 that is today. This is The Ruck. We have the top number two moment. We've tracked down the legend. He's in San Francisco. Who is he? That's next. This is The Ruck. All of the dreamers, Powderfinger. This is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show for Scorcher. Download it for free in the App Store today. Time for this. The Ruck. Here it comes for Australia. The top ten moments. The green and gold of Australia. In Aussie rugby. Two. Yes, number two. We are so close. Well, they'd make us a week away, really, wouldn't it, from the number one? <laughs> Just doing the maths very quickly in my own head. <laughs> Come on, I had an hour less sleep last night. <laughs> Time to take you back. I want to take you back to Twickenham in 1999. It's the semi-final of the World Cup. Where the Wallabies and South Africa locked together at 21 all in extra time. A man named Stephen Larkham. His kicking leg is basically held together with sticky tape and paddle pop sticks. He was injured earlier, but he's still struggling manfully. And let's find out what he does when he gets the ball some 48 metres from the goal. Herbert smashes through the middle. 
Regan. Drop goal from Larkham. Up it goes. Could you believe it? Larkham has to bear to bear. He certainly has. I can't believe it. He could hardly stand on that foot. He looked up and he just whacked it. Oh, it was a magnificent kick. And a magnificent, magnificent moment for Australian rugby. Uh, never forgotten and never will forget. What a moment. We are now joined by the man himself, Stephen Larkham. Uh, good morning and welcome to the Ruck. Where are you as we speak, Stephen? Uh, just in San Francisco at the moment. Beautiful San Francisco. Tell me, when, when you walk around the streets of San Francisco, do they still ask you about that moment <laughs> in <laughs> rugby? <laughs> That's uh, a good thing about being in America. No one knows who you are. <laughs> no, exactly. It was such a sensational thing. And obviously over the years, and you're, you're working with the Brumbies as we speak, uh, over the years you must have gone to many a lunch where that's been discussed. Does it still give you goosebumps or do you still enjoy recalling that great moment for the Wallabies? Uh, yeah, when it comes up, I guess. Um, it was a pretty special moment for me. Um, uh, I guess not many people know that Berkey actually kicked three points later in the match to, to, to um, definitely secure the match. Um, well, Berkey but, lets us know. <laughs> yeah, he lets you know all the time. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a good feeling and it was um, yeah, a special moment in my rugby career. Uh, look, and your rugby career, uh, Bernie, has been a long one and uh, you've played with... I just want to ask you a question just a, a, away from that. But, uh, look, you've played uh, in Canberra and, and Australia and, and also in Japan and you would have come across a lot of hookers. Um, now, what's the best experience you've had with a hooker? Was it a, was it a hooker from Canberra? Was it a hooker from uh, New South Wales? Maybe a Japanese hooker? Where's the, the best experience uh, that you've had with uh, a hooker? <laughs> Is this the, uh, I think the last time I was speaking to you, you asked me the same question. Um, <laughs> That's not true. This is the first time I've asked you this question. I'd love to know. Again. Bernie, you're probably you're asleep. One of the like... best, Adam. One of the best. <laughs> there, perfect answer. You're definitely in my top 50 hookers. <laughs> Oh, hey, uh, Bernie, go back, go back to that, um, go back to that day in 1999. It was a, it was a wet game in, um, in London. We were playing in South Africa. Uh, extra time. It was an incredible match with no tries being scored. Um, what was said? What was? What, what do you recall going to that extra time period after Owen fitting and gave the penalty away? Yeah, good that you put Owen in there. Um, <laughs> we probably would have won the game if it wasn't for Owen, actually. He came on, super sub, and gave away a couple of penalties. One resulted in three points. Um, we went into full-time there, and, and Tim Lane, the backs coach at the time, just said to me in the sheds, if you get a chance to take a field goal, um, don't waste an opportunity. <clears throat> um, I guess that was in the back of my head as soon as we went out um, for that extra time period. And uh, we just got into their half, and... Uh, I looked outside and I think you were one of the guys outside and I thought, oh, that's not a good option. So <laughs> hang on, hang on. If you, go, if you go to the video, and why I wanted to say it was because Richard Harry was on your outside calling, no, and Richard Harry's yeah. the prop, and he's calling, chip yeah. it, chip it. <laughs> Great call, Bernie. Go for the field goal. Mate, the thing is, the bizarre thing, the stat night, if it's true, that's what I hear, is that you'd never kicked a, a drop goal at test level. And in fact, nobody in the Wallabies jersey that day had done it either. No, no, not, a, not in an actual game. Plenty of guys did it in practice that week, though. <laughs> it was um, because we came off the, the week before where Yana De Beer kicked, I think it was six in a game. Um, so all the guys were practicing because it was big news during the week. 
Um, uh, uh, Stevie, uh, just just what, what are you doing in San Francisco, mate? Just on a family holiday at the moment. Sounds like sounds like <laughs> having a great a, time. Uh, we had a vintage, sorry, we just had a vintage rugby carnival uh, in Hawaii that I played in, um, the Vets Carnival. Oh, how nice. You're on that joint, are you? Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Fanta- have you sold any of the memorabilia pieces over there, the field goal? <laughs> I don't think there's any left. <laughs> Tough to, uh, to kick out. a field goal in a wheelchair, isn't it, Bernie? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Larkham, it is wonderful to hear your voice and uh, terrific just to reminisce about that great moment uh, and you're obviously enjoying plenty more as we speak. And good luck again with Brumbies and thanks so much for being part of the ruck. No worries. Thanks, guys. There he goes, Stephen. Stephen Larkham. It, it was it was an amazing smile after he after he kicked it and the run backwards and the run backwards and then and then uh, I think Roffy was Roffy was there. Yeah. I came through and then all of a sudden Dick Harry yeah. you know, did the launch again. Like last week when we spoke to Eels, he jumped all over him and the smile was just incredible. There was only about oh, I reckon about a minute a bit to go after that. Uh, yeah. It wasn't long. No. It was awesome. I, I tell you what, if that isn't number one. What I'm is. really looking forward to seeing what number one is. What a professional you are in terms of, uh, you know... Promotion. Promotion for and this week. segway. What about yeah. the segway? But it was... And I remember watching it at a pub in Bondi, and uh, I got up on the bar to celebrate and slipped, and I uh, nearly <laughs> split my head open. <laughs> so I can't really remember it. Uh, you are right. an odd little hooker, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> this is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck. And this is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show, all thanks to Scorcher. And sadly, we are heading towards the end of the program. But still, plenty ahead for you. Uh, lots of sport for you to have a look at today, including that Wallabies test against the Pumas, very, uh, kicking off very soon. And Bathurst, it is all happening <laughs> in the sporting fields. Uh, look, there's a couple of things I need to get through before we leave you this morning. First is a big hello to Timmy Horan, who will be calling that game. Uh, and thank you to Adam Fryer, who's been sitting in. Matthew Burke, as ever, joins us. I want to get to your the, the stats that you boys enjoyed mm. uh, while playing. Before I do that, though, um, Matt Burke, I think that there's something that really does, I guess, is it imitation is the, the best form of flattery. You came up with something during the week while we were on Triple M's Rush Hour. Mm. Uh, I think it might have been Wednesday evening we were having a chat, and we are talking about, the in, in football, the A-League, how the international players seem to have lent a, a great deal of, if not credibility, certainly an excitement for a lot of punters about their arrival in the country and uh, I I wondered whether that might be able to be transferred into other codes and this is what happened. I mean, I think it's a great thing for the A-League to be able to entice these players to come across here. I I watched the interview with uh, Del Piero and he said, look, he had spots all around the world to come to and he came to here, which is a a great recognition for hopefully what football is going to be played. Should rugby be doing it? I reckon so, I reckon so. I I mean, Michael Checker is now Waratah's coach. Yeah. Uh, I reckon he should just put a phone call into someone like Brian O'Driscoll and say, yep. mate, look, you know, you, you're coming to the end of it, but I reckon he's still got something to to, uh, to add, and would you like to come and play Super Rugby? Oh, that'd be a great thing. So on Wednesday, on Wednesday of this week, you said a phone call should be made to Brian O'Driscoll. Mm. It's now Sunday morning. Guess what's happened, according to the newspapers? What's happened? A phone call's been made to Brian O'Driscoll. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Still running the Waratah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be a huge signing. And uh, his assistant, David Knox, uh, Michael Checker's assistant, that is, when he was in Ireland, said, yeah. mate, this, this O'Driscoll... He bigger than Bono in Ireland. <laughs> really? <laughs> He's a rock star. He'll be very good. I'd love to see him. He can play, absolutely. How old is he, Adam? Do you know? Uh, he'd be th- he'd be my age. I think about thirty three. But and still got stuff to offer. Yeah, I think so. Uh, without it. and he's a marquee player, and you, you could build a team around him. But there are tax impl- implications if you leave a professional sporting club in, in Ireland, Ireland if you're Irish. Um. So if he's going to come, it's going to be for a big wicket. I don't think the Tars will afford him, unfortunately. 
Right, okay. So the, but, sto- the story is, yes. if, you're an, if you're an entertainer in Ireland, yeah. and if you stay, if your duration is over there, as you retire, you get half your money back. Thanks for coming. You get half your money back? But you paid in tax. If you stay, but if you, go, if you become if you, over one you, year somewhere else. But if you break it, you'd, you'd, if you don't have that consistency happening of, of contract, you, you'd negate that, that oh, area yeah. of it. So if it'd they be had a nice that room in Sydney, him. Berkey, the, you, if, if <laughs> you would have stayed at the Waratahs, it would have been tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> he would have owned more than just half of the North Shore. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are you on next week? No, you're not on next week, are you? No, I'm not, thank God. <laughs> yeah, so we'll check out your stats. Okay, here we go. Earlier in today, we're talking after the All Blacks uh, rolled South Africa 32-16, as it turned out, was Captain Richie McCaw's 100th win as an All Black, and we just thought that was an amazing record and running if it could be beaten. Then it got down to percentages, so we're having a little think about how well these boys, Adam Fryer and Matthew Burke, had travelled. And before that, Timmy's not with us today, but he will be back next week. We had a look at his. He played 80 tests, just one fewer than you. You've never mentioned that to him before, Berkey. That's great, I'm surprised. Uh, he won 59 out of those 80 tests, giving him a 74%. 74% is a pretty good record mm. uh, for Australia. Um, <clears throat> okay. Berkey. What have we got? 81 tests for you. Uh, 55 wins. That would make a 69%. Sixty-nine percent. Yeah. I like that. You you called yourself at a forty-six. Well, I, I must have been looking at uh, when you play. You can break it down against New Zealand. I think it was. It was forty-six percent. I guess you well, right. And then you do the away, and it was right. like twenty-two percent. Okay. And aren't they great numbers? Let's move to the ad break. Yeah. <laughs> no, you put wait. What? There's more. Oh, is there? Okay, yeah. Pardon me. Sorry. When you do the break now, you should basically make it all against I don't know Georgia. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> or Scotland. I oh, know they beat us this year. Yeah, Sorry. Beat. All right. Adam Fryer, uh, the little hooker from Melbourne. 15 games. 15. No, no, no sorry. sorry Stop tw- it. 25, yes. I should say. 25 test matches. Yes. I'm interested in breaking that down further, Berkey. Have you got the stats, the wherewithal to do that? Yeah. Uh, six starts yes. to 19 run ons. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's okay. I mean, Impact. you're representing your country. Do they still give you the uh, the tweezers when you're on the, re- on the reserve bench or not? Oh, when you're pulling Berkey. The... It's a Sorry. team game. It's a team 60%. Sport. Uh, There's no I in team, Berkey. That's right. It's two in idiot. <laughs> Five in individual brilliance. <laughs> Work on. that out. Um, 60%, 20% success rate in the Bledisloe Cup. Oh, that's good. Which is all right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, in the well. World Cup, uh, 80%, which oh, is pretty handy. Yeah, and the rugby yeah. championships are at a meagre 25%. Yeah. But 60% overall. And I wouldn't pretty be, handy. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be look, scoffing at that. I'm, I'm happy with that. And yeah. if Berkey's taking a mickey out of me sitting on the bench, uh, the, the nickname for Matt Burke around uh, Roundwick circles is Bosnich. <laughs> <laughs> because all he does is stand at the back of the field, underneath, between the posts, and just kick the ball. <laughs> kick it back. Kick it back. Kick it back. So. Thanks, Bosnich. Nice no Bosnich. Uh, Adam Pryor, lovely once again for you to join us. Uh, uh, thanks so much for being part of the show, Burke. Lovely to see you. Timmy Horan will join us next week. Get out and enjoy your rugby. See you later.